and Chris. We are live, and welcome, everybody. The new New York Giant. They did address the secondary, as a lot of people anticipated, because we knew the New York Giants, Dory Jackson might not be long for the roster. We knew the Giants needed to make investments in the cornerback position with this press man system run by Wink Martindale, who does not like to use a lot of safeties out there sometimes. He's a big cover zero guy, and they were able to nail a <laughs> press man cornerback with huge upside, great athlete, did have a 2021 right shoulder injury, but hopefully that is checked out, has been evaluated. Deontay Banks, cornerback, Maryland. I am ecstatic. I love the selection. Chris, how are you doing? How did you like that pick? Man, I am doing very well. I think it's a fantastic pick. Uh, one I did not expect, but I did not expect it in the best possible way because I never expected Deontay Banks to be there. I honestly was expecting the Giants to be picking if they wanted to address corner between Emmanuel Forbes, unfortunately, new Washington commander, and Julius Brents, who a guy we talked about as a possibility for the Giants, a dark horse for the pick. I was not expecting Deontay Banks to fall out of the top 20 picks. I I was stunned that Christian Gonzalez fell as far as he did and Deontay Banks falling even further is stunning, but in the best possible way. I know, dude. It, it was this whole draft, and honestly, it shouldn't be that much of a surprise. We talked all offseason leading up to this draft about how there weren't a lot of blue chippers. So all these teams that were picking after the top, you know, five, six, and even then, you know, we had some crazy stuff happen with Houston trading up the three. That was really exciting. They were just selecting the guys that they had highest on their boards. It wasn't a sure thing. This draft class was going to be guys heading into day two, Chris, that were like, oh, how's that guy available? How the hell did that happen? It's because this class, like Kalijah Kansi went in the first round. Players that it's like, were they going to go? Was Tampa, but Tampa was the team to select a player like that, which I'm ecstatic for him because he's a really good football player. But getting Deontay Banks and even Joey Porter Jr. was still around. The, the top four corners, as we referred to him, didn't end up being the top four corners, according to the NFL. Emmanuel Forbes ended up being that second cornerback picked above Christian Gonzalez. So taking us all by surprise there, but bro, I'm uh, very happy that the Giants made this investment, got their corner, locked it up, and now we can turn tomorrow to day two and look at the wide receiver position because I'm imagining you're going to have players like Marvin Mims and players like that that we really like. And according to the Giants, they really liked, had them in for a top 30 visit. They can get them on day two, and now we can really focus and nail down that cornerback spot, which we know is really important in this defense. Yeah, definitely. And talking about this defense... Are you looking forward to seeing what Wink Martindale dials up with a Dory Jackson and Deontay Banks on the field at the same time? These two absolutely freak athlete corners, guys who can play man, who can play zone, who can disguise their coverages, go through coverage rotations, look like they're playing cover four and all of a sudden be playing cover one. Like the possibilities with Deontay Banks out there are, I would say, exciting to say the least. Very exciting. I mean, you got to think about it. When you diversify your coverages as much as Wink Martindale likes to do, that's one reason why I think they're going to make an investment in safety, whether that be a Brian, well, they're going to miss out on Brian Branch now more than likely, but like a Quan Martin a little bit later, somebody who can really help you line up at the line of scrimmage and then drop back into a deep post type of assignment, a deep half, like crazy stuff that not a lot of defenses do because it's risky. But in order to execute those coverages, you need cornerbacks who are reliable. And I love what Fabian Moreau and Nick McLeod did last year. 
And I think Jerome Henderson is one of the best coaches on this Giants coaching staff. I mean, think about all of the safeties and cornerbacks that he has maximized over two separate coaching staffs with Joe Judge and now here with Brian Dable. But when you have that reliable press man option who is not going to allow that wide receiver, a lot of breathing room is going to be in that hip pocket, can play aggressively through the catch point, can ride wide receivers close to the sideline, off the red line and suffocate them, then that's going to allow you to do more creative things on the back end because you can trust those outside corners to hold up against the X, Y, wide receiver on the backside or the wide receiver on the front side of the play. So, I mean, that's something that we've been talking about all off season. I think we both had it as our primary position of need was cornerback, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm glad the Giants yes, executed on it. And I'm really happy it was Banks because I was not confident that Banks was going to be there. No, same. And the fact that they, they could have been picking between or they were picking between Deontay Banks, Joey Porter Jr. And also Nolan Smith as a potential mm-hmm. upgrade or, well, at least help at edge. Like I, I, I would just like to personally thank the Detroit Lions for forgetting what year it is. The Detroit Lions, man, I gotta say, like I don't I don't know if I agree with it. I would say I don't, but at the same time, <laughs> I do like things that are interesting to talk about. Jameer Gibbs at 12 and then Jack Campbell, who I love, man. Like Jack Campbell's one of my favorite players in this draft class. I just didn't think he was gonna go in the first round. But let me ask you this at 18. <laughs> Yeah, this is an Alliance podcast, but tell me that Jack Campbell doesn't scream Dan Campbell, right? Like, throwback oh, absolutely. I'm waiting right now for those on the live stream for the Cowboys to pick. We just had Dalton Kincaid go off the board to the Buffalo Bills. The Giants traded up for a reason. They jumped up one pick from 25 to 24 with Jacksonville because I'm guessing they were afraid one of those teams on the back end were going to trade up to possibly snipe them for Deontay Banks. They probably looked at the board. They they were saying like, look, it's shaping up well because the board was shaping up pretty well, Chris. I mean, Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison didn't go until just before the New York Giants. You still had those two big corners, Porter and Banks on the board but once the wide receivers went they were probably like yo Banks is such a value right now let's just jump up secure him not allow Jacksonville to trade back we have so many picks we're not going to have all these guys on our roster anyways let's trade a fifth trade a seventh and then secure Deontay Banks and I like that type of aggressiveness because not every general manager would do that we've seen in the past for the New York Giants whether it be Dave Gettleman or Jerry Reese that not happened and then especially specifically Jerry Reese with the Leonard Floyd pick dating back to when they selected Eli Apple That was an embarrassment for the front office. Joe Shane did not allow that to happen, and he secured the guy that he wanted, and I respect that. Yes, absolutely. Like, And that's something we've seen kind of throughout this draft where teams are not giving up a whole lot to – I believe the Giants used, what, the 160th pick, something like that, to move up one spot to just secure their guy, get their guy. I mean, we saw that at the very top of the draft with the Houston Texans and then the – pardon me, with the Arizona Cardinals jumping up and down and manipulating the draft board that way. Yeah, I really do like that the Giants were able to get their guy. Now, they were going to have a good corner available to them. There was no way both Joey Porter Jr. and Deontay Banks would be off the board in one pick. That's, that is against the rules. <laughs> And I'll say this though, I think Banks is a better fit. And I get like, to me, Joey Porter Jr. is better in press and everyone always associates Wink Martindale system as a press man system. They're not incorrect. It is a press man system. But I think when you talk about fluidity and, and covering on the horizontal plane and opening and closing your hips, like Deontay Banks is a much superior athlete than a Joey Porter Jr. in terms of covering those horizontal routes. Would you agree with that? Yes, absolutely. And he is just a superior athlete to pretty much anyone and everyone 
everyone out there. I mean, what was that? Four, three, five, 40, 42 inch vertical, 11, 11 and change, some kind of change. Four. But broad jump. That, four. Yeah. That, that's, that is insane. Like, Chris, really do not neglect of them of those. Do not neglect them of those four yeah. inches. Four inches are very important, bro. <laughs> okay. And then the vertical yeah. jump, dude, 42. And then the 10 yard yeah. split, which is something that pops up like crazy on tape, right? Like his one, four, five, 10 yard split. That is so sudden. That's the thing I love most about him is his feet, right? His feet when he's in coverage, dude, there's not a lot of wasted steps. I feel like there are some at the line of scrimmage impressed. I think that can be corrected though. He did have eight penalties this past year, but I mean, Cam Smith had 10, Trey Hodges, Tomlinson had 14, like, there's a lot of these guys are kind of grabby. So that's like some of my critiques that I have on them. I mean, I did a whole scouting report on them. It's over there on Giants country, actually. But I think you got a good sized, like he doesn't have the size of a Joey Porter Jr. or Julius Prince, but you got a good sized supreme athlete at a priority position. So I can't complain about that. Yeah. Six foot, 197 pounds. Arms are fine. They're 31 inches. But a little short. His athleticism, that, yeah, that it's fine with his athleticism that doesn't matter as much because he's got that burst he's got those quick feet he can close those passing windows in the blink of an eye i so would like to see him polish up his like you talked about his his technique impress man clean up the defensive penalties because you know nfl officials are going to be on that but otherwise yeah i i couldn't be happier with this so interesting development with the Cowboys. They selected Mozzie Smith from Michigan. And I bring this up because the Eagles selected Jalen Carter before, and they already have Fletcher Cox and Jordan Davis. And I also bring this up because Deron Payne and freaking Jonathan Allen are in this division. And the Giants and the interior offensive line, they don't have their center or either guard position solidified. Hopefully Azudu can grow into that. I'm a little concerned about the NFC East just stockpiling defensive linemen and the Giants not having a real solution at the interior line spot right now. So that's something that's going to be in the back of the mind of the New York Giants all throughout day two. Yes. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Uh, both for different reasons. Jalen Carter is just a wrecking ball all on his yeah. own. Mozzie Smith can control double teams. He can command double teams. He can collapse the pocket. And he is going to make Micah Parsons' life easier. So, yeah, that is – those are definitely concerns. I'm looking hard at center for tomorrow. I, I certainly hope Joe Shane is as well. The Giants have been relying on just – I don't know. Whatever big guy they don't have at guard, have him play center for way too long. <laughs> Yeah, man. It's um. I'm looking at those center spots. No centers have gone off the board yet. So you still have JMS, Joe Tipman, Luke Whipler. They're all still around. Osiris Torrance is still on the board as we are recording this. But Jacksonville is up with the pick right now, so it's a wait and see. So you still have some really good interior offensive linemen who might be available by the end of round one. And I don't know about you, Chris. If the Giants value one of these guys highly, I would not be shocked if Joe Shane dips right back into his bag of tricks and attempts to trade up in the second round to nail one of those guys if he values him that much. Yeah, that could certainly happen, especially if if one goes off the board, that could trigger a trade up. You know, we've already seen the Giants are willing to move. They're willing to part with their picks to secure their guy. I think the way the second round is shaping up just with the way the first round is going, there's going to be a lot of very good players available over the course of the second round. So I, I 
the Giants are not done upgrading. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Of course not. No, I'm wondering how many picks they're going to have. So they went from 10 at the beginning of the day now to eight. One of those picks is made and now they have seven more picks, seven more kicks at the can to improve this roster. But you know what? This is a great start. I feel great. And bro, historically, as somebody who is a diehard New York Giants fan and now covers them professionally, I never really loved a lot of their first round picks like earlier in my 20s. You know, I was always questionable about them. This one I feel good about as long as the injury checks out, everything else checks out about him. I I know nothing about the kid's character or his personality. I'm hoping all that checks out. If it does, I feel like the Giants really got a good football player tonight. Yes, absolutely. And I'm actually interested to see if another if a team trades back up into the bottom of the first round because unless something's happened while I've had Twitter in in another tab, Will Levis is still on the board. Hennon Hooker is still on the board. So I think we're, I think we could see some more fireworks before the night is over. And uh, I, I don't love that Nolan Smith is still on the board with the Philadelphia Bulldogs having yeah. another pick. <laughs> All three of the Clemson defenders are still on the board too. You have Trenton Simpson, Brian Brazzi, and Miles Murphy. I thought Miles Murphy would be off by this point. So yeah, you're right, man. Fireworks could happen. I hate the fact that the Eagles still have another pick after adding Jalen Carter, which I knew was going to happen. I was like, oh, dude, he's just going to fall. Like this is this is sick. This is stupid. But you know, the rich get richer with that. But you're going to have to figure out ways to block these guys up. And I know the Giants are going to address that at some point in this draft. They have to. I, they Jag- have to figure out something. That's all there is to it. <laughs> Exactly, man. Jags just selected Anton Harrison, Oklahoma. So another offensive tackle off the board, man. This has been an exciting draft. Who would have thought the Texans would do that in the beginning, trade up from 12 to three, go back to back. And that is an aggressive move. And I don't know from like a, an allocation standpoint and like what they paid, if it's the wisest, but at the same time, it's like, you're trying to cultivate a culture there. You're trying to find that defender who can be like your Nick Bosa type. You need your quarterback. There's a part of me that loves the aggressive nature and the conviction that it took for, uh, Casario and, uh, and, um, 
freaking I'm the head coach that now the name is slipping my mind D'Amico Ryan's what um the conviction it took for yes. them to do that you know because it's going to face backlash and, more than likely well I, they have plenty of ammo they've got bunch of picks this year they got a bunch of picks next year so they had the resources to move around and they still have their a first round pick next year so it didn't cost them as much as it might have another team at least compared to what they had to work with absolutely chris anything else before we get out of here i know chris and i will both be coming out with pieces on um our favorite players that will be available at the end of round one that should be dropping early tomorrow morning so please look forward to that and we're excited here man deontay banks maryland cornerback welcome to the new york football giants absolutely man and i will talk to you later talk to everybody else later we will be back on tomorrow night (laughs) absolutely looking forward to it take care everyone